Welcome to a very special edition of Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall with our coverage from the very first ever download festival here in Australia. It happened on March 24 in Melbourne and featured the likes of Corn, Prophets of Rage, Limp Bizkit, Arch Enemy, North Lane, Clowns, High Tension and a shitload more of other bands who finally came to Australia and their own backyard for a large-scale heavy music festival, something we've been lacking here in Australia since 2015. Joining myself backstage at the event was the long red-headed Todd Gingell. And if you attended on the day, you might have seen our grey nomad photographer Mick Goddard getting around too. You can check out all the action, my review and the gallery from the event at wallofsoundau.com. But this podcast is going to get you up close to some of your favourite artists from the day. We caught up with Bad Cop, Bad Cop to find out if they get any trouble with the police because of their name. You know, legal stuff in the wrong state, but... We deserved it. The guys from Sabaton stopped by and told us of the on-stage accident that happened to them recently. And he was like, oh shit, he's, he's faking real good. <laughs> Very nice. Nick from Northlane tells us the one artist he can't fucking stand. She's a successful artist and I can't, I can't discredit that. But yep. it, it creates a feeling within me that truly makes me uncomfortable. And Valentino from Of Mice and Men plays a classic game with us. <laughs> Kiss, Mary, fuck. Good Charlotte, Neck Deep, or North Lane? All that and more still to come, but let's officially kick it off with the very first headliners of Download Festival in Australia. This is Korn's Make Me Bad on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall, the Download Edition.
this is Jimmy and Luke from Ocean Grove. And you're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Sound up against the wall backstage at Download, the very first one in Australia, and fucking Ocean Grove got to play it, boys. Uh, amazing. We did. Hard. I just want to say we went out there before, and holy shit, everyone who's a fan of music were there watching you. They might not necessarily have been a fan of Ocean Grove, mm. but they walked away going, that was fucking sick. Is that exciting to hear? Mate, that's a total, that's a great beat up to have. But I just think, I think, um, you know, it's a great opportunity for us. If people don't know us, maybe, especially with the older bands that are playing, maybe they haven't even been to a gig, uh, you know, in years and years. They've rocked up early. And, yeah, maybe they've seen a band that they go, mate, I haven't looked into younger bands or the bands that are up and coming. Yeah. And there's still a band doing it like they did back in the day. And, yeah, hopefully we can convert a couple of people if they didn't know us or if they were on the fence and... Um, you know, there was obviously, obviously our fans were yeah, there because like yeah. there's plenty of sing-alongs and it seems like 
plenty of people knew it and they were getting down early in the rain and just and they, they loved it and that's the best thing about it and one of the things I wanted to talk about with you guys is you've just gone fucking gangbusters I mean last year one of the best shows I saw you guys supporting was Architects they were amazing you were almost up there with them yeah. as well because normally you see people come along and do support shows and they're alright you know a lot of people go away not really talking about them but you guys absolutely fucking killed it and then from there you've I won't say neglected Australia but you've gone overseas to go uh, infiltrate international fans and yeah. bring them on board too have you noticed much of the international fans like digging your work as much as we are here man it was definitely a thing where we wanted to you know push to those American and those European European fans yeah um, and we also didn't want to like push or pull away from the Australian fan yeah, base but that's it I think today proves that there's still it's also about giving it's all about timing and it's about giving the people that have listened to the record time to go away and learn it and yeah like it's I mean you could say neglected or whatever but um, you know this is also it's our first time going overseas and like you yeah. need to do that and make sure that all these people around the world that are checking us out we're building that up and you know we'll come across we'll, we'll do this tour of biscuit we'll do another tour um you know it's, they're not forgotten about it at all it's just sometimes like letting things breathe you know if we've done three or four yeah, tours yeah. since people will be going like mate will we come out to download today we've seen that band playing corner hotel or you know once every russell or you know only a couple of weeks ago so for us it was also about going what we've got is special and sometimes having that little breather in between things when you come back and know what people are just they're just charging for yeah. it and i think that's what we've got here in uh man we love playing in australia it's also given us a good lesson as musos just to say we've played in europe we've played in america for seven weeks yeah. come back, come back to australia home. we've learned so much we've we've yeah. we've better as mates and like it also makes us really cherish the opportunity to come and play a festival like this yeah. where people are fans and people know us and you know the accent the banter yeah, it's yeah, it, yeah. it's great and it's like being back on home soil again yeah. and it's fucking going nuts yeah. i mean look yeah. your fans are calling you right now to try and get that is not here. a fan mate that is his mate going come on mate come around here come to this dark corner let's there, there and there are a lot of dark corners right here in fucking melbourne which is nuts but yeah. look i wanted to talk about the fact that ocean grove got your name from our friend Perhaps skateboarding there once, yeah, in his no. lifetime. Yeah, there is a there is a poignant and uh, quite uh, yeah serious story to it, I guess. But basically, mate, when you're 16, anything you do, any name you come up with, it's not going to be that intelligent, yeah, or yeah. you know what I mean. It's it's not going to be amazing. But Ocean Grove's a good name, and it basically just means the point between your responsibilities and like uh, your leisure, your getaway. Because yeah. um, that's what it was physically. We also we always used to holiday on that point. So Melbourne, yeah, yeah, yeah. Melbourne lawn, or Melbourne and everything. See, a reason why I want to go with this is because Toddy's been to Ocean Grove quite a few times, and I myself am from Queensland, haven't been down here unless Fuck it's through yeah, music Ocean festival. Grove, yeah. Fuck yeah. So okay, so for those like me who haven't been to Ocean Grove before, what's it like down there that made these guys get inspired and name the band after it? Oh man, it's like the most beautiful place. Like it's, I think it's got a, probably a great spot in my heart because I went there mm. for like twenty years, like every school holidays. I met all my best mates yeah. down there. Man. Man, that's Only it. the caravan park right next to the beach, exploring the sand dunes, just being young and free and shit. Yeah, so. that's it. Well, yeah. I mean, th that's totally the whole thing. For me, it was like, it was the other side of the bay. It was more down Sorrento, Rye, that way. And like, that's a thing. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And playing the golf course, it's right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the thing, the thing is, is, is that's what it is. It's like, and for me and for us, it was the same. It was just like that thing of going there when you're, you're young and that's your memories and like I, th I think that's just what we want music to be it's, yeah. we want it to be our memories and that little getaway place for us because at the end of the day you know everyone's got their things they need to worry about and we, if we yeah. can get up on a stage and if we can escape for a bit and have uh, you know 
get lost in this world of Being music. old responsibilities and like paying taxes and fucking That's shit like it. that. That's yeah. it. And um, at the end of the day, that is what we want music to be, an escape for us or our fans. And we don't have grandiose ideas of, and we never did, of what we want this band to be because we yeah. started years and years ago, mate. And like, we just wanted this band to be a, a good little vessel for us to see a bit of the world and hang out with mates and people, you know, our mates to just go, fuck, we're proud of you. You know, yeah. you're, you're representing us and that's it. You're, you're in a great band. You have a great sound. First of all, new music on the way anytime soon? We're on. Within 12 months. Yeah, yeah, but that's but that's the thing is when you have the ability to um, record your own music, you, you're constantly writing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone has the ability, and nowadays with the home studio being such a thing, everyone has the ability to write music, so... It's coming, but it's coming in our sweet ass time. Yeah. <laughs> Once you get over the fact that the Rhapsody tapes was just such a fucking absolute phenomenon yeah. behind it, Australians loved it up. The US, the European uh, fans have loved it too. So I guess we're in that situation of we want more from you guys. Yeah, like, you teased us, so now let's get past the foreplay yeah. and get to the actual thing. And mate, yeah. that's, what a great position to be. I hope we can have this interview in one or two years' time once that music is out and just be going, good. how good. Great. And we'll look back on this moment and go, how fucking awesome yeah. was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sweet. Or maybe just, you know. Yeah, wit's still with us. <laughs> All right, Ocean Grove, thank you so much for the chat, guys. Cheers, mate. Take it sleazy.
and you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. Did we do that correctly? You did. Fuck yeah. <laughs> We're a professional band. Well, I've got this sickening feeling that we've all been mesmerized. Sound up against the wall. Well, hi, I'm Todd, everyone. Thanks hi, for Todd. chatting to Wall of Sound. Thanks for playing before as well because it was fucking awesome. Uh, 
know, it was great. And I think you guys kind of lucked out by being on that avalanche stage, hey, because there was like probably I think anyone who plays on that and everyone's trying to avoid the rain might get a couple of unfamiliar faces in to watch their band just by. I mean, I'd like to think that some people were there to see us as yeah, well. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, one could argue that, yeah. Mother Nature <laughs> no, had our rain. Thank no God. Thank you, Mother Nature. Yeah. Yeah. Those kids up the front certainly were. They were fucking crazy. Well, it was we awesome. Keep you all dry. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it was fun. Yeah. Some folks up the back like, oh yeah, well fuck, there's rain and I could also watch a band, so totally. it's great. And you, you yourself said the crowd was fucking massive, that's awesome. Have you played, you've probably played to plenty of big crowds at other festivals overseas and stuff. Great turnout. Not yeah. many in Melbourne, surprisingly, which is cool. It's awesome to do it in Melbourne. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, that's where we should be doing it, really. Yeah. The hometown's got it back. travel all the way to Europe to do it. <laughs> where no one came to a gig, you were saying, with Bad Cop, Bad Cop, somewhere, in, where was it, in Germany or that something? That was in uh, Schweinfurt. Yes, the Stadtbahnhof. Oh, I'm so sorry I forgot yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, the hospitality was wonderful. Sure. It really was, yeah. An excellent tofu curry upstairs yeah. and uh, a very nice bed, band room apartment, but nobody came to the show. It was us, Pears, and Bad Cop, Bad Cop, and we had all played Gros Rock with each other like two or three days beforehand. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, rock up to the Stadtbahnhof and fucking... You no one cares. You've got another band there, at least the other band yeah, watch you. But I did learn uh, a very interesting technique on how to draw a vagina from yeah. Jenny. Would from you like Bag to show us? I'd, yeah, I will show you. Once we're done with this interview, I'll show you. Please. We'll take a video and you've got to put it on Wall of Sound because more people need to know. Definitely. People think that it's hard to draw a dick. I mean, sorry, it's hard to draw a vagina, yeah. but it's actually really not. They just need to be educated. And I'm happy I'm happy to pass this education on. Definitely. <laughs> Dicks are played out now anyway, really. Let's face it, everyone draws a dick, don't they? You know? Yeah, it's and it's a fucking go-to, but you know what? There's other genitalia out there, and let's, let's draw them on walls all over the world. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> I do have something to discuss with you a couple of years ago. Well, I was actually talking to um, Craig and Auntie from the Bennies quite recently we were just chinwagging away I'm like oh I've seen you guys a bunch of times before I actually saw you in Nimbin and they were both like what the fuck you were at that show like it had reached some kind of like mythical proportions in their mind do you remember that show although it might be under the circumstances difficult not to at remember. all don't remember yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm pretty sure it was a dream wasn't yeah, it I, I thought that so, was a lucid yeah. dream it was some kind of bizarre dream we all had together in some kind of unified consciousness yeah. somewhere I think yeah I'm I'm searching the deepest, darkest depths of my brain, and yeah, I, I've got some vague memories. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a flash of a, a very old man in a bucket hat getting on stage to do puppetry of the penis. Oh, he did too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we like a bit of nudity. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. We met a very lovely man called Wom- Wombi. 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 Yeah, yeah. he was really nice. Uh, because we played in uh, Nimbin recently as well. Oh, great. And Hanny was in the band by this point. And we met a lovely man by the name of Wombi. Yeah, Wombi was having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> was he the guy, the bearded dude, like running it, or was he just some other what guy? Was he, what was Wombi doing? I think I thought he was just enjoying the. I thought he was just having a good time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you Wombi. We, we haven't forgotten. Yeah, we love you. We're doing a T-shirt in your honor. For the uninitiated, there was chickens. It was BYO. Uh, it was BYO everything, indoors and out. And so many kids. So many kids. There was a nine-year-old crowd surfing like the whole time. That's what I thought was really cool. And it was a Wednesday night. It's really just a testament to um, the social climate of Nimbin, really. Yeah, it's absolutely. fucking... It's, it's very different to any city. Like, 
I mean, that was the first time I'd ever been to Nimbin, and yeah. <laughs> it's kind. It kind of is shocking as someone who's as like a fucking white person who's grown up in one of the major cities to go there and like shit. This is our country, but it's fucking beautiful, isn't it? Like I don't even smoke weed, but I've been back a couple of times just to holiday because yeah. it's so beautiful. Such and a cool place, good skate park. Yeah, good. There is a good skate park, isn't there? Yeah. It's like, but it's like very bright colors. It's very fitting. <laughs> we had a pretty good. Like there was a good bakery there, wasn't there? Yeah, there was. Oh, yeah. The food was great. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it has to be really, doesn't it? Considering yeah. the yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what else was really like? You know, obviously aside from all the tourist shops where you buy your cool hippie stuff, but like food there was real good, from what I remember. Veggie food. Yeah, really good veggie food, and um, those like hemp seed mango shakes mm. that you can get. Yeah. And I had um, like some some very lovely woman explained to me for about an hour how my body has been deprived of endocannabinoids and I must have these and you know for some unexplained reason I was very entrenched in this conversation (laughs) and I was like oh my god I need to get my endocannabinoids so I ate hemp seeds for three months after that you certainly did I remember that I do and they're great for people on vegetarian diets too because they're high in iron and all that shit as a birthday present a few years ago you gave me some hemp seeds I did they're a great present they're very nutritious I was just looking after your folate levels (laughs) I can assure you my cannabinoid levels are very good yeah (laughs) It's like half and half like a advertisement to go to Nimbin tourism and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. half and half like a health kick thing. How yeah. do I get our other sources of yeah. <laughs> Don't different, we all? Different method. All right, well, we won't keep you. I know you guys got a bunch of other interviews. Please, spruik yourself. Say some cool shit about what clans are doing, what's coming up. We'll, uh, we'll tell the world. What are you going on? What's next? Hey, what's tell going? us all. Tell the world. <laughs> tell them all. Tell, how, tell them how we're the greatest band in the world. Yeah, we got some pretty sick shows coming up. Fuck yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah, come to them. <laughs> go, go see clans. Listen to clans. All the shows we just didn't mention. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You can message us on our Facebook page and say something like, when's the next show? Or do you have information on upcoming events? It's my favorite thing to sit there and constantly reply to. I'm thinking about getting an auto reply on our message page and it'll be like, what do you want to know? When's the next gig? What's the set time? Blah, blah, blah. And every single every single click is just going to go to the Google homepage. Yeah. <laughs> hey, clowns. Thank you so much for stopping thank by. Thank you, all of sound. That was fun.
this is Stacy and Jenny from Bad Cop, Bad Cop. And you're listening to Wall of Sound. Up against the wall. <laughs> Sound up against the wall. Stacey and Jenny of Bad Cop, Bad Cop, thank you so much for chatting to yeah, us. Yeah, for sure. And for coming about 16,500 kilometres around the earth to play for us as well. Thanks for wanting us to come. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> was it a tough journey? Are you all right? No. It was really easy. It was easy. It was like we thought it would be gnarly. Everything's great. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know. <laughs> we slept. I don't think we felt really even that jet lag. Huh? Nope. Did you get rained on much this morning getting here? Was it like yeah. difficult? Yeah, it was difficult But this it's okay, but it's great. You guys are looking resplendent considering you got poured on all morning and just played a 
hard, fast punk rock gig as well, you know. I appreciate that. Resplendent <laughs> is a great word. Okay. Resplendent. Yeah. yeah. There you go. You have um, beautiful mane. Thank Your you. mane. It's great. I won the birth, the hair birth lottery. I got it from my pa, but he was in the military and he always had like short back and sides. So I have to like, someone yeah. has to do it. Live it out know. for him. Do exactly. Yes, I know. Because yeah. he would never do it because he'd probably have a nervous breakdown if he <laughs> <laughs> So I suppose everyone's talking about the Warp Tour at the minute and how it's kind of like finishing up and stuff. You guys were recently just on it. Yeah. Do th- how do you feel about the Warp Tour now closing up? Is it sad days or did you think it was time? Uh, I, think, I think it was, t- I think it was time. probably time. I think it had a really great run. Yeah. I think that it's a great way for bands to learn uh, the ropes because that's a tough tour you know yeah. like right. you, if you can survive that tour and your band doesn't break up and you you know what I mean like yeah. it's a yeah. tough one um, then you you that, that's called uh, paying dues yeah, yeah for yeah. sure yeah. yeah it's great and, and it's like has, as Kevin has made it is like a microcosm of the world really in that festival you've got things that really go against each other like a pro-life tent against a Planned Parenthood tent yeah yeah in the same you know yeah so it's like kind of forcing people to talk which is a really mm-hmm. cool thing mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. like a kind of like a world's fair of live music yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? that is true yeah, yeah. for sure yeah yeah no I mean nothing should really go on forever like human yeah. life Nothing does. Yeah. Sure. The only constant is change, as they say. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So that's very, very. So you just think it's like it's run its course. It's yeah. all good. But you had fun on it. You didn't break up. No, no. we had a great time. <laughs> Two weeks into it, though, I looked at Jenny with that stare, and I was like, I don't, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm glad we did it. Yeah. So, oh yeah. my God, I am too. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. The bands that we became friends with on that tour, yeah. we will be close buds with. For yeah. Like, awesome. Know. And like, I mean, if you've been on the Warp tour, you are. You're in the upper echelons of like globally recognized touring. Yeah, and like totally. I, that, that's the thing. That's paying dues, man. It's like you go and do that tour. It kind of solidifies you as as the real deal. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And with the name like Bad Cop, Bad Cop, have you ever received bad cop stuff happen to you as a result of your name? We, uh, we've gotten in trouble for like, you know, legal stuff in the wrong state, but we deserved it. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just pertaining we to the name. We totally earned it. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time when we get pulled over uh, or something. It's because AJ's brown and he's sitting up front. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe driving a little too fast yeah, yeah. with a cowboy hat on. With <laughs> too many dream catchers in the window. Too many dream catchers. Not a low profile. You shouldn't get pulled over being black and wearing a cowboy hat, though. That's still very unfair. It in happens uh, in Nebraska. Yeah. 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 Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska. We're not from here. Yeah. yeah. So. I bet California is a bit more even-handed. The California's no, radical. Yeah, it's radical. But I, I think that some areas are still like, again, AJ doesn't want to drive to PV in his truck because he will get pulled over. Yeah. <laughs> thanks to uh, thanks for showing Stevie how to draw a vagina. He's oh. in, I was saying before on stage, he was like raving about you guys. You're in some place in Germany, and no one came to the show. Yeah. And he was drawing a dick, and you were like, We thought no, it was sir. a good show. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> <laughs> well, we all became friends. We yeah, slept yeah. in a uh, in a. A really sketchy, like, it was like a room with like 15 bunk beds yeah, in yeah. it, and we all slept, hairs, <laughs> us, and uh, clowns all slept together. Awesome. <laughs> Those guys in the interview before were like, no, we had like this lovely bed, and like, it wasn't, they weren't a ske- it wasn't a sketchy yeah, 15 yeah. bunk bed. Well, she had her own room, actually. She I was <laughs> super sick. He was, she was like, no, yeah. but I, I had a good time. It was a good night. Awesome. They quarantined you, did you say? For yeah, me? we had yeah. a TM that's very responsible, yeah. and he was like, you don't get to party. You gotta go to bed. And yeah. I was like, but... Okay. It was so fun though. That's when we broke down hard with those guys. So yeah, really awesome. cool to come here and like 
been playing with Stevie just, the whole yeah. week. Yeah, so it's for so sure. great. Yeah. Seeing them all yeah. over. Are you sleeping on their floor or anything, or is it all like another big Dude, it's they big. got us hotels. Yeah. Like we're stoked. We, we have like apartments with two bedrooms and washer and dryer and shit. Which like never awesome. happened. We don't get that at home. <laughs> Well, it's fucking hard work coming on a world tour, you know? They're going to put you up. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I had to drive a truck to Sydney this week for work, and they put me up in a motel, and I'm just some nobody yeah. driving a truck. So, you know, yeah, it's a long if they drive. take you out of your Element. comfort zone, they yeah. should, you know... Put Very you decent. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Australia. <laughs> well, now I've got lots of other interviews, so I won't keep you for too much sure. longer. But do please spook yourselves. What's coming up? What's going on? What's the oh, lowdown man. on... We're on our, bad cop, yeah. bad cop. Doing a run with the Smoking Popes. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but home. they're amazing. Um, and then we're doing a lot of Europe. Doing some punk and drublicks uh, um, awesome, at Mike's awesome. Festival. Yes. Uh, and in Europe. And then we're doing Europe again. We're doing a bunch of festivals and yeah. having a good time all summer. We're busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Oh, and uh, it hasn't been announced yet, but we have something big for the fall as well, which is Right. Cool. Your fall? Our oh, fall. Oh, yeah. Your which spring. Your spring. spring. Yeah. Little, Just completely backwards. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so wrong, isn't it? It's so weird. You know, it's like we had Christmas Day, it's like 40 degrees Celsius here, it's like 110 and stuff. Yeah. Wow. There is no snow, yeah. There's no, no snow, no, yeah. But like, still, people put the, the shit up, like they fake snow and stuff. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. Why are we pretending? Yeah. 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 Was the there shit. snow in Jerusalem yeah. at the time? No. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I think it all came from a Coke ad or something way back in the day or yeah, something. Yeah. Anyway. Making up stories yeah. for his kid, just couldn't stop talking. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, we'll call quits. I know you guys have got lots more to do today. Okay. Jenny, Stacy, thank yeah. you so much thank for stopping you. by chatting to Wolf Sound. Yeah, yeah. Hope to see you back here soon. I hope so. Hello. Hello. Oh yeah, I'm a nightmare.
this is Valentino from A Mice and Men, and you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. Sound up against the wall backstage at Download 2018, the very first one, and I've got Tino from Of Mice and Men. How does what's that up, what's feel up, what's up, what's up? being uh, on the very first lineup for this music festival in Australia? Uh, amazing, man. Like, we, we don't get to come out to Australia enough. It's actually been three years since we've last been here. And, um, I mean, from that crowd 
It looks like everybody has not only missed the Mice and Men, but yeah. missed loud live music. This, yeah, the, the one thing I've noticed going out there so far, which you would see like every time you get on stage and play, is just the fact that we have a touring festival in Australia again. Or by touring festival, I mean a big music festival like Absolutely, this. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we were we were always you know so happy to be a part of the Soundwave Festival, and uh, now with Download, we actually played our very first Download earlier. Uh, sorry, last year in uh, Donington, UK. And, you know, we were totally taken aback. You know, it's download is something that being from Southern California, like we had like Warp Tour and like, yeah, mm, like that's kind of it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so like growing up, like we didn't have these massive, massive rock and metal festivals where, you know, people would camp or like, they, you know, they're coming out and um, and just having huge headliners. I'm talking like, yeah. look who's out here. It's fucking corn. It's Prophets of Rage. It's no effects. Like it's Suicidal Tendencies, Limp Bizkit. The lineup is stacked today. Yeah. It's like, uh, I was telling one of the earlier interviews, it's like, uh, it's my dream lineup. Like, it, it's yeah. absolutely insane. Like, people always say, like, oh, 15 year old me would be like so stoked right now. It's like, no, yeah. 30 year old me's pumped. Exactly. And that's it. I made it here. The kid inside, the kid inside you never dies. And with that said, absolutely. you were a kid back in the day, and now you're sharing a stage with these fucking heroes. Absolutely. Yeah. You are rightfully, like, there's kids out there who are 15. No, yeah. sorry. There's kids out there who are 18 who are looking up and going, you're. The Limp Bizkit to what you and were so back crazy. in the day. yeah, And it's so crazy. And for us, those bands were that to us. And I feel like even though we're just now meeting them and, and, and uh, like befriending them and becoming peers with them, you know, growing up, they taught us a lot about music in general. You know, they yeah. wrote very visceral, raw, angry, every kind of emotion that is, you know, in a lot of ways, that's what rock and metal is all about. Yeah. It's not... It's not about cookie cutter going out and having a party. It's like, <laughs> it's talking about shit that you don't want to talk about, that you have yeah. to because you've got to let it out somehow. Yeah. And um, we always honed in on that. And I feel like th there's no question why we're here because it's exactly the reason of our fans love our music for that sense because we are honest about what we do and we are honest about what we write about because these songs that we perform are, are our life and that's why we are performing them. And the thing that I love about it is because the band has gone through so much shit over the years. More recently, uh, you've you've downgraded, you've become five piece, four piece, four, four piece, four piece. piece. I can't count, I failed maths. <laughs> but with that said, it's like a new uh, direction, not exactly a new direction of the band, but a new phase of the band. And with that said, having witnessed you guys on stage right now, the last time I saw you was back in the days when you had um, Austin in the band. Yeah. You can't compare it now to what it was back of then. Course. Because it, it it's never, so good. And, and, that, and that was the thing, too, is that there is no comparison. You know, yeah. there, it was always going to be different. And I think the big thing with Of My Cement is we live our band name. The best laid plans of My Cement often go awry. This is not the only member change to have happened to Of yeah. My Cement. It's happened a lot, actually, and over the years. And the best laid plans of My Cement often go awry. And, and you can plan and plan and do it till the cows come home. But at the end of the day, change is going to happen. And yeah. And how you deal with that change is how you will come out. Correct. And if you are empowering and you defy those odds, yep. you defy the limitations <laughs> yep, yep. that are set for you, whether you set them for yourself, because it starts as an internal battle. And the reality is, is that you have to dig deep in yourself to kind of like reignite that flame. And, and really the fact that we're still playing shows and then we get to play old music and new music and having yeah. thousands and thousands of people in Australia that are circle pitting and crowd surfing and you know like it, it's just so amazing to be able to experience that and, and it's because i think that we are honest and we learn from honest bands yeah. and we learned through their textbooks which is their album and their linear notes yep, and yep, like yep. you know and and it's just so cool to finally 
not finally be a part of it because if you're a musician, you're a part of it. Exactly. You know? It doesn't matter if you wrote one song or a hundred songs. Exactly. You're in it to express how you feel. Exactly. And if someone relates to that song, you've made that emotional connection and changed one person's life. Exactly. And I didn't start playing music to change people's lives, but music changed my life. And I think it could change other people's life. Yeah. And if people will listen to my music and feel that same way, well then, <laughs> you know, it, it's got to be one of the most gratifying feelings ever. There's yeah. nothing, I don't think there's anything more special in the world to share your most visceral feelings and have people say, I know what that feels like. Yeah. I feel that. That's yeah. what I feel. Thank you for saying it. Thank you for sharing that with me because we're just human, man. Like. It's funny, people will be like, oh, yeah, you guys are famous, or you guys are celebrities, or rock stars, and we're like, no. We are fans of music yeah. that just have a pretty kick-ass job. And you know, it's, like, it's at, for us, like, we are just like the fans out there. Like, I basically yeah. snapped my neck earlier, headbanging to Gojira in the crowd. And, like, and that's the thing, like, you, people are there beside you, they recognize you and go, oh, you're Tino from Of Mice Men, but you're watching the band with me, and yep. fuck, like, let's just get together exactly. in this moment. And yeah. that's, and this, this rock and roll, this metal, this, this community, it's important and the fact that we get to share the stage that we're even on a main stage brushing elbows with some of these just seriously like heroes and lords of just doing what they did like yeah. there was no there was I don't feel like there was too much thought put behind it it's just it's honest it's music it's that's what it's supposed to be you're yeah. not none of these bands fucking made music to like oh we're going to be big and or be we, famous we wanna that's be the a, intention we want to yeah. be a big band like Mice and Men never said that. Yep. I'll bet Corn never said that. I'll yep, bet Prophets of Rage, the Rage Against the Machine guy, I'll bet they never said that. All music is is you do your thing and you do you and people will listen. If, you, if you're honest enough about it and you're passionate enough about it, people will hear it, you know, and, and uh, music is an amazing thing like that and I dedicated my life to it many, many, many years ago yep. and um, I mean... It, it's brought me everywhere and that's the very first download in Australia and look observation that I made earlier on today was watching you on stage the song is going nuts obviously everyone playing guitar going bass they, they're jumping around left right and centre the big camera comes on you and you're just sitting there you're not breaking your sweat you are having the best time of your fucking yeah, life man. and literally got to that point where you know you think back to one of your first gigs where you played as hard as you could you come off stage you've got cramps you're sweating all over nowadays is it easier for you to get on there just bash around and fucking walk off stage and go you know what I don't feel tired anymore um I mean I was definitely exhausted I actually threw up off, off stage <laughs> right when I got off um <laughs> it takes a lot of work man I'm moving all yeah. my limbs um but no I mean I have fun like the thing with music is you try not you try not to think about it because when you start to think about it then you start questioning yourself and like if I, like, dude, sometimes I'll be playing drums and I'll be like, oh, shit, where did I put my toothpaste? Wait, why am I thinking about my damn toothpaste right now? Like, you, like, you, you just have these moments yeah. where it's like, what the hell's even going on? No, 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 no. Just focus on the music. What you need to do, yeah. And, um, and so today today was really fun and, and we, had a, we had a really good time and it's been three years since we've been to Australia last and, um, you know, it feels good. And to me, I've been playing drums for, I did the math earlier, it's like 18 years. And it's just amazing to think that from being an instrument, I literally learned drums for fun. Like I, I've, I can play many, many other instruments and I'm classically trained in a lot of instruments. And drums was the instrument that I just learned to have fun. Yeah. Because you pick up two drumsticks, how hard can it fucking be? 18 years later, playing drums every night. And uh, it, it becomes like second nature, you know? It yeah. becomes something that you don't really think about, especially with songs that you know we've written and rehearsed many, many times. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of it's muscle memory. So like sometimes I'll go harder if I really need like to like let it out. You know, it's yeah. a, 
It's a very raw, drums is a very raw and, and it, it's a very emotional instrument yeah. because it's so resilient on how you hit it. And if you hit it soft and whack, you got this little twinkle toe. Yeah. Drums aren't going to sound good. You got to beat them <laughs> up. You got to hit them real hard. And that's like, that's how I learned how to play drums. And so um, it's it just becomes kind of like second, you know, yeah. like second nature. Your body goes into auto, autopilot. Exactly. And, yeah. and I try not to think about it. And, and even like, I, I love talking with drummers and other bands. Like I was kicking it with Mario from uh, Gojira. And I was watching him warm up and I was just thinking like, man. That's so sick. Like, I should try warming up like that. <laughs> Where it's like, you know, like it, I try not to think about it because if I start yeah. overthinking it, then I'm like, oh shit, how's my performance going to. No, no, no. I just try and shut my brain off, yeah. get up there and do what I know how to do because I've been doing it for my whole life. Fuck it. <laughs> well, look, the evidence enough was uh, clear in your performance. I'm um, loving the direction that you guys are going. And the new album is fucking amazing. Thank if you, so you haven't much. got it, jump on it right now. Defy, defy, defy. Before get it. we go, we want to do something fun with you right now. Um, you, I'm pretty sure you've had all these interview questions where people have asked you, what's the album like? What's this song about? Yep. Let's ask you a really fucking hard question from the really hard and inappropriate question box. You get to randomly pick something from here and answer honestly as possible. Okay. <laughs> Kiss, Mary, fuck. Good Charlotte, Neck Deep, or North Lane? Um, okay. I would kiss Good Charlotte. I would marry North Lane because they're fucking badass. And if I could listen to North Lane for the rest of my life, I'd be happy. And I'd definitely fuck Neck Deep because they're hot. <laughs> All right, well, let's get a fucking uh, couch in here and we'll get some porn music later on. We'll make yeah, that shit happen. Actually, our dressing rooms are right next to each other, too. So funny enough, we were just hanging out with Neck Deep like a whole bunch. So I was like, yeah. All right, we'll get back there doing nudie run if they ask what it's for. It was for <laughs> this interview right here. Tino of Mice Men, thank you so much, yeah, man. I appreciate that. Thank you so that. much. Thank you guys for listening. Check out Defy. Check out the next time we're coming to Australia out of MiceTickets.com. It's not booked yet, but it will be. <laughs> Excellent. Looking forward to that one. Awesome.
Nick from Northland, and you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. Sound up against the wall backstage at down low 2018, the first one in Australia, and these guys got to play it and fucking killed it. Nick from North Lane, mate. Fucking fantastic effort out there. Thank you, thank you. Look, and it must be a very special occasion for you guys because today is the first anniversary of Mesmo getting surprise release last year. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to 
play today on the anniversary of Mesmer? So the past year has just been nothing but a fucking like absolutely huge adventure for you guys. You've done tours in Australia, you've gone overseas, and this is officially your final show in Australia for the foreseeable future. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we've taken some time off after this. But it's been fun to play a show like this as the, yeah. as the last show of the year in Australia for us. So. so a good final farewell from everyone until you can stand to see Australian crowds face to face again, that kind of deal? Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Alright, so with you guys taking this time off, obviously for those who don't know, you're going overseas, you're doing a stack of shows left, right and centre, and then you come back, chill out for a bit and then get into the studio again, is that kind of the idea? Um, well, we're, we're yeah, we're going overseas uh, very soon, going to UK to do um, Slam Dunk Fest and some other stuff as well, and then we're coming back just to have some time off. I think the last five or six years we've been away from home more than six months between six to nine months a year so it's been a heavy schedule for us but um yeah i think we've made a lot of ground around the world over these last couple years and now's the time where we're just going to take some space and take a step back and sort of focus on ourselves and and relax a little bit take the pressure off um, and now is the right time for us to do look, that. I think it's the right situation for you guys to get into that frame of mind because you've been smashing it so much and we've been watching every single minute. I mean, from Marcus joining the band, putting out No, putting out Mesmer, it's just been north lane, left, right and centre. So do you have those moments where you consciously sit down with the band and go, look, I can't do this anymore. We need to collectively have time off or is it like a voting system where it's like three against two and then you guys can have time off? Um... No, yeah, I think we are all on the same page when it comes to it because we all go through the journey together. Um, and when you spend enough time away from home, there comes a point where you're kind of like, all right, well, let's just take it a little bit easier and that way we can come back with far more energy yeah. than we would have if we just kept on grinding and grinding and grinding. So, yeah, at the moment, that's... Uh, that's our plan. And at yep. the end of the year, we go back to Europe again as well. So. Yeah, okay, yeah. So you've got a bit of time off in between that. Yeah. But look, what do you want to do? What's the one thing that you haven't had the chance to do yet? Obviously, it's been a, a massive step forward for the band musically, progression-wise. You, your sound is just getting better and better with every single album that comes out. But for you, is there something that you want to try that's different? Or do you want to tackle like a different style of genre with the band? Or is it just going to be exactly the same of what you've done so far, except just offering whatever else you can do to make it sound? similar to that style that was a really fucked up and long question but in closing do do you want to try something different with North Lane Um, I think North Lane just happens really naturally yeah Um, we don't really try and force changes we don't try and force a different musical directions we just go with the flow yeah and that way you know we end up creating music that we really enjoy and we think that's the, the best kind of music to write yeah. is, is music that we enjoy and, and then hopefully our fans will enjoy it as well yep. um, and I guess you could say the uh, the music critics of Australia because it's already got your fucking ARIA awards which you know go obviously inside your house and you look at that every day and go we're doing something right in order to get one or two of those yeah yeah that's always amazing recognition for us for a metal band in Australia um, it, yeah I, like I said we've done so much work over the last half a decade and or more and yeah it's nice to to have something like that to to truly say you know well done look i spoke to marcus not too long ago and he said he keeps these in the shelf at home is that the same situation for you or do you use yours as a doorstopper like a lot of bands tend to do over the years yeah i think um i think it's easy to sort of 
not to look at it and and, and not take it in. But yeah. I have it on my on our piano at home, ah, yeah, both okay, of them yeah. next to each other, which is in the <laughs> living room. So I do see them yeah, look, every time I walk past, and it's always it's always puts a smile on my it's face. It's a reminder to go, okay, we need to make some music again, <laughs> again at some point soon, so I can turn that into a trio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Before we wrap things up today, I wanted to do something special for your anniversary to celebrate. Most people will give you a cake and give you praise. Yeah, I'm going to give you a really fucked up question. Okay. okay, so what we've got here is a box of really inappropriate questions. Okay. It's stuff you probably wouldn't normally get asked so I want you to pick in there a bit of a lucky dip and um, give us your best response that you possibly can okay what's your least favorite song oh my girlfriend's gonna hate me for this but we I'm not gonna say song but I'm just gonna say an artist because I got in I got in an argument with my girlfriend recently about Britney Spears yeah and it's Britney Spears is like is when someone plays Britney Spears I take it as if they're trying to taunt me Okay, right. So it's more torture as opposed it's to enjoyment. Straight up torture. It's like I don't. I don't really know what it is either. Like she's a successful artist, and I can't. I can't discredit that. But yep. it, it creates a feeling within me that truly makes me uncomfortable. And if I feel, <laughs> if I hear two Britney Spears songs in a row, I, I feel in, absolutely infuriated. My girlfriend did it to me the other day, and she just stood there and smiled at me. And I was just boiling inside. Like it was. So there's no way in hell, in some way, shape, or form, in the future, ever going to be a Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera collaboration with North Lane. Hell no. <laughs> and that's probably a good thing. The world never sees that in future. But Nick North Lane, thank you so much. Enjoy My your pleasure. time off, mate. And I'd uh, please try to stay away as long as you can to get yourself recuperated and come back and smash it next year. Thank you. Why do we subscribe to a universal?
Hey, this is Michael Amott from Arch Enemy, and you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall.
Wall of Sound up against the wall. We are backstage right now at Download Festival 2018. Arch Enemies here. Michael, mate, how are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. It's been a big day today. We've gone through four seasons in one day so far. Uh, yeah, I'm gathering that. <laughs> yeah, we, just, we just pulled up for like about an hour ago and we've seen sunshine and rain. And, yeah. yeah. So are you, like me, regretting wearing jeans today? Or are you when you get on stage, you don't feel the heat? Yeah, well, I don't play in shorts, so... Oh, really? Well, it's not metal. Okay, well, I'm obviously doing that wrong. I went out and just, I invested in uh, camo pants all those years ago because you see everyone wearing them on stage nowadays. Yeah. No, okay, no. sweet. Well, let's go back to wearing jeans again and uh, lose some weight and stop chafing. Mate, uh, you've been touring the country so far. Uh, played in Sydney last night. From we did, yeah. How, how are people enjoying you down under? Oh, it's great. I mean, we haven't been here for a few years. It's cool to come back. It's the first time that we're here with Elisa, who joined the band in 2014. Last night was sold out in Sydney, and today we're here playing the festival download, and then tomorrow is another sold out show in Brisbane. So it seems like things are, you know. It seems like people are uh, welcoming us. We so. wanted you to come down here and, and see what Elisa can do when she's fronting the band now. Yeah, right. Um, so do you get to take much in when you're here going around Australia, or is it essentially just go play a show, back to the hotel So far it's been like that, yeah. yeah. But, um, I mean, I've been, like I said, we've been here in the past, and we at those times we had like a few days off and stuff like that. We yeah. could see a bit more of the sights and stuff like that and experience a bit of um, the Australian vibe. But uh, today's been kind of rushed, yeah. We've just been rushing from one thing to another here yeah. since we landed here. Yeah. So obviously once you get on stage uh, and then, you know, do you said, will you be going out tonight or is it go back to the hotel room? And- uh, probably back to the hotel because we uh, got a... I think we're leaving the hotel like 7 in the morning or something. Right, yeah. So fire your tour manager for booking your... This is not what I signed up for. It's not rock and roll. You're a rock star now. So it's, what you should be doing is playing shows and sleeping as long as possible and then catch yeah. a later flight. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, let's talk about... The new album came out last year, am I correct? Yeah, it came out September um, last year. So what I've seen so far is everyone's loving the music that you guys have put out so far and they want more and more. Are, are you finding yourself in a situation where you are already constantly working on new material to, to please the wanting fans or is it just your main focus is doing this tour cycle? No, it's like tour mode, yeah. Um, I do have a few ideas, but um, it's just bits and pieces now. It's yeah. not. It's very early days, you know. We're going to be touring well into... I mean, there's such a demand now for us touring-wise, so we have to go... It takes us a couple of years to go around the world, you know, yeah. uh, a few times. And uh, and of course, you don't want to uh, not get to the places where fans don't get the chance to see this album because it was such a fantastic release. You want to make sure you get to all the masses before you start working on new stuff? Yeah, I guess, yeah. It's um, it's just one of those things where you don't get we don't get to re- make records as frequently as yeah. probably we would like to because it's a lot of fun to... Uh, create, write, record. It's a lot, a lot of fun. I really enjoy that process. But uh, you know, a lot of the time is spent on the road nowadays. A lot of traveling and um, yeah. Just if you get some inspiration, you would jot down a couple of lines and then come back to it. That kind of thing. Yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, I mean, I've recorded. You know, even on the last album, you know, there's riffs that are written in a hotel room in Japan or uh, at the back of a bus in uh, in the states or. Or at home, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, just yeah. wherever, you know. I would backstage, come up with a little jam thing, we record it on the, quickly on the phone or whatever, yeah, yeah. and then we take it home, and then we kind of like make a more of a proper demo. Where does the majority of your, your inspiration come from when writing these songs? Is it, is it on the road, or is it something like you when you're in the writing process, you're in a room or away on a holiday, I guess you could say, for a couple of weeks writing? Is that when it all comes into you there? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. As far as uh, my, uh, I mean, I'm the principal songwriter. But, um, you know, there are other people that write in the band as well. Yeah. But um, as far as speaking for myself, you know, it's just like I'm, um, 
I have to be in the right mood, in the right, um, probably, you know, when I, it's peace and quiet, that's when I, you know. When you work best, yeah? yeah. When you're away from, do you do you work, team up with the other guys, or is it just yourself focusing just on Just myself what? first, I just try to come up with uh, riffs and stuff like that, and then I, then I develop those uh, song ideas, um, I develop them together with Daniel, who plays drums, yeah. and we do a lot of the recording the, uh, together and stuff like that. Now, what do you do about um, creative conflict between the bands? Say, for example, someone has an idea and it's not necessarily going to work with the idea that you have with the song. Is it is it a brainstorming session to work that out, or is it like this is what I want? It's got to go this way. Yeah, I mean, I steer the whole thing the way I want it. Yeah, Sorry. it's been like that since the beginning, you know. Yeah. So yeah. it's my prerogative I guess so it's kind of like you're, you're not just a member of the band but you're also somewhat of a producer to help assist the sound to get it to the way that it should be and the way that it's going to sound on your album well it's a, it's teamwork you know and me and Daniel who plays drums have been we've been doing this together for over 20 years yeah. but he really supports my vision and uh, we share the same vision I guess yeah. you know um and then you know Charlie is also uh, been in the band for a very long long, long time on yeah. bass so you know that's the core of the band in that sense. But now we have Elisa in the band as well. She's uh, been, the last two albums, she's written about half the lyrics yeah. on the album. So that's really cool. You know, she's got a different style. She comes up, she'll do a demo at home and I'll give her a song and she kind of like throws something down, sends it over to me or whatever. And it's just, and it's really different to, yeah, and then we tweak it later. And it's like, her ideas are very different to how I would do it, which I think is refreshing. Yeah. So it's cool. Well, that's great. And and having that new fresh voice or that new fresh approach with yeah. Alyssa in the band, is, is it? Do you do you enjoy the proactivity that she brings when she's like, I've got this idea or that idea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's a very hard worker and she's um, very creative. But um, she also is a longtime fan of Arch Enemy, or she was a longtime fan, you know, before she joined. So she understands Arch Enemy. She yep. knows what's kind of. She's not trying to bring in ideas that are too like yeah, yeah, left field. Yeah, yeah like, you know, like, like, let's do a Britney yeah. Spears monologue right here. Yeah, she's like she does Arch Enemy very, very well. You yeah, know, excellent. yeah. All right. Well, we're loving what you've done so far. We can't wait to hear some new music. Obviously, it's going to be a few years off, but uh, I'll hurry up. Yes, please do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's next for you guys? Obviously, you know, continuing the tour overseas. It is. Yeah. I mean, we've just um, we've already got like the states and um, a big European tour that we did and a Japan tour. Uh, we've done that already on this album, but we, now we're here and we're going into, after the Australian dates, we're going to Southeast Asia, five shows in China and stuff like that. And then um, back home for three weeks, uh, or no, back home for a little while. And then um, we start up again in May and uh, we do festivals in Europe and shows in Europe and then probably back to the States and then yeah I mean we're booking we're booking 2019 now as well so that's how it goes I mean it, it's great because you know we have the momentum now and that's kind of you like where you yeah. uh, well look if there's a super hardcore fan out there that has a bit of money behind him and he wants you to play a birthday party or his 40th birthday something like that is that something you consider down the track or is that like <clears throat> yeah no we can't do that exclusivity we've never done that no we've never done that yeah <laughs> that could be fun I'm 31 now that gives me 9 years to come up with enough money yeah, to right. get you guys to play my backyard so, <laughs> look, let's coincide in nine years' time. We'll see what we can come up with. All right, with. cool. Excellent. Thank you so much for the chat. All the best with uh, the future. Oh, and thank, uh, you very much. thank you for bringing Arch Enemy to Australia again. Well, thanks for having us.
this is Ted from Amon Amarth, and you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. We fought hard and we failed 
Wall of Sound up against the wall backstage at Download Festival. I'm on a Martha here, guys. How are we? Good. Good, good. Very good. I was going to say, we turned the weather on for you today. It was a nice, hot, sunny day yesterday, and now it's turned to absolute shit. Uh, is this the worst experience you've ever had at a festival before? No, this is just a normal download. I've never been to a download festival without the rain, so. Really? Yeah, exactly. Because... In England, it rains every time. And everyone always talks about you need to bring gumboots, but here in Australia, we're like, nah, it's beautiful weather, and then it fucking turns into this. So, yeah. technically, like you're just playing at home. Yeah, you said mud fest. So, all right, so you, you've obviously played download quite a few times. This is our first outing. Um, what are the experiences that you've noticed so far about coming to a festival in Australia compared to overseas? Are there a lot more drunken people or a lot more kangaroos? I don't want to disappoint you, but to me, it looks like uh, any other festival. There haven't been any major differences. Right. Like, there's metal festivals all over, pretty much yeah. the same, yeah. you know. And so everyone always, you know, jumps on download, but you got uh, festivals like Rock AM, and um, there's so many to go through. They, they, are they fairly similar to each other? Pretty much. I mean, obviously, there's going to be some festivals that are a little bit different. I mean, like uh, uh, Hellfest, for instance. Uh, the, yeah. the scenario they have uh, outside, the, you know. It's a lot of art and, like, they build a whole city yeah, outside. Yeah, they have cool stuff burning yeah. and, you know, all kind of shit. For us, it's not a big difference. <laughs> And look, and then you go outside and you see the Australian fans and they're absolutely drenching out there right now. They, they've been drinking VB all day today. Are we a rowdy bunch to play for every time you come down here? Oh yeah, it's always a great fun. All right, so let's talk about the fact that you put your album out two years ago, almost to the day. So tomorrow, but two years ago. Obviously, there has to be some new music in the works right now. Uh, can we expect something soon? Or are you still doing the tour cycle for this one? We already started writing for the, for the next one. But so this is basically the last shows we do for the Yom's Viking. Yeah. But yeah, we already started since um, we've been uh, off. We've been home now for six months. So yeah, and I um, think we have something really good coming up. Yeah, it's, it's the, the stuff we've got so far is fucking amazing. So yeah. we're, we're really excited to actually enter the studio as soon as possible. Now, without revealing too much, are we looking at any kind of differentiation in regards to recording process, or is it going to be fairly similar to what you've done in the past? It's going to be different. The we music need will to be... save some some information for the upcoming interviews when the album is coming yeah, out. Gotcha. So because if if we talk about what's going to be different right right now, yeah. it's not going to be interesting. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. But yeah. It's it's definitely gonna be different and uh, it's exciting for us and yeah like Ted said we're, we're fucking pumped up and we are excited well it's been uh, quite a long time since we've seen you here in Australia we can't wait to see what you've got thank you so much for the opportunity in the chat and uh, get out there drink some beers and show us how you do it in Sweden all right yeah we'll do <laughs>
Hello there, this is Tommy. Hello there, this is Hannes. We are from Sabaton and you're listening to Wall of Sound Up Against the Wall. Yeah! against the wall. Hey, Tommy. Hello. Hey, Hannes. Thank you so much for coming to talk to Wall of Sound. And it's uh, a pleasure to have you here. We saw you play. It's been five long years since you were here. 
Tommy, I'm not sure you've ever been before, being that you joined the band kind of recently, or have you come before? Or I have never been here. It's oh, been a, a very long dream of mine to, to come here. Finally, I made it. I'm very glad to be here. Feels good. You even got like the sun for a, a minute before the sun came out to greet you guys. Yeah. yeah everyone said it was going to rain all day and be all dirty, but I'm glad it's been sunny. How was the gig? It's been five years since you played here, you know? Did you have fun? Was it good out there? Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was great, really. Yeah. Good crowd. Good stage, good sound. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've been we just wrapped up a U.S. North American tour, basically, where we played indoors, you know, for, for seven weeks. So to start off the festival season, if you will, like this in this beautiful country with this weather, we couldn't have hoped for more. So it's super excited to be here. So. Yeah, cool. You guys seem genuinely taken aback by the uh, response out there. Absolutely. There's more that more people than maybe you thought were going to be here? Or? For sure. Well, you would never take anything for granted, you know, like coming here, we haven't played here much at all and then with this response, like we're not, we're not worthy. <laughs> so what keeps a band from a country for, for five years? What's the... Is there like, you know, is it just too hard to get here because it's so far away or... It's a very good question, actually. I guess... How boring it may sound but like you would have markets that you need to do well you know and then you kind of have to squeeze things in between but when the time is right like now mm-hmm. we try to come back and do more than just one show mm-hmm. so I guess the plan is to get over here mm-hmm. a bit more often you know yeah awesome and how are you finding it, Tommy like settled in well and truly now to the band you're not so new anymore you know is living the dream yes sir yeah. <laughs> living the life living the dream uh, no it's it feels, it feels great I mean it's been uh... what's your time now <laughs> <laughs> okay I have to re- rethink that one well as you see I'm not allowed to say what I want ah, of course, yeah. very restricted yeah it's like a three year rule of that <laughs> yeah so uh, you see what I was gonna say yeah okay I love the band the love the great. band the drummer is smells sorry Chris wrote this so. okay. <laughs> no I, I mean it's been one and a half years now since I joined and uh, mm-hmm. I feel like I've been very uh, you know accepted by the crowd from the start and of course I was very worried about that but if it's great mm-hmm. fantastic I would say to get so well accepted yeah, cool. as the new player because uh, the crowd really loved Tobe for his playing for his uh, charisma for his uh, yeah for his hair <laughs> for his you know everything uh, about Tobe is just fantastic so to come in uh, and uh, take over replace that was it wasn't easy and Hannes, do you guys have like a Sabaton idol when you have to replace a member? Do you like get like full auditions and then you like eliminate a few and they come back next week? What's the process to get a new guitarist? I try to make it as dramatic as possible, <laughs> usually. So, you know, the first step would be uh, a long row of interviews mm-hmm. that takes about six months <laughs> to go through our lawyers and all of that. So then we work out the legal stuff first. Of course. Then we check so it's not a wig, which was like immediately fine. <laughs> and then kind of play a song or two. No, you know, we, well, the uh, two of the guys in the band, the singer and the bass player, knew Tommy personally already. So we were talking about it. You know, you would always have people that you would, you know, be interested in joining your band. Yeah, yeah. But so Tommy was the first, the first choice, and he came in, and here we are. That's it. It was the easiest thing ever. He brings glad. fresh blood. Fantastic musicians. Make him carry all the equipment for the first couple of, of years. Course, yeah. It's all the, the 
benefits will come later. So. <laughs> Three years is the probationary period. Yeah. I'm glad you're standing between us because we might actually become tangled if yeah. we stand yeah. too close to each other. How do you guys, you guys have got some choreography going on on stage, you know, waving the hair around all at the same time. Is that a natural thing or you were like, guys, we need to make this like a cabaret show. There's got to be some cool moves in the middle of this. It is pretty much. I don't. So um, we have a, a couple of things actually. Like when uh, me and Chris we stand next to each other, play the same thing, and we go to do the same movements with the hair because we have the, like the same length. Of course, Paris always invited to yeah. join us, <laughs> but uh, me and Chris, our hair is like more the same. So it. Um, fits uh, better <laughs> no uh, but of course we have some some parts where all three of us stand and do some uh, yeah. chore- choreography so cool. but it comes naturally though like like all yeah. the stuff like all the jokes and whatnot it, it evolves from I guess yeah. oh that was cool that worked whatever and then it kind of just yeah, stays yeah. there without being said it will so. or tackling Joachim in the middle of the set which yeah. happened just before as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You Absolutely. stood on him and he gave you a... Did he pinch you on the nipple there? He pinched me on the nipple. He uh, kicked me in my butt. Chris pinched me in my nipple as well. The other one. How Are they okay? Are they okay? Will you recover? You know, yeah, you well, actually... strap right there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a funny story and true story. Uh, one of the last gigs we had on this American tour a couple of weeks ago. Joachim, uh, you know, for fun, like... <laughs> kicked me in the, in the, bu- in the butt. But he hit me in the balls instead. And he was like, oh shit, he's, he's faking real good. <laughs> Very nice. Pro wrestling. Like. Yeah. yeah. Bad news. So he managed to like get under there. like. You were. Yeah, well, you know, it, uh, and the ass and the balls. So That's terrible. I'm not laughing. That's terrible. It's terrible. It's not a funny story. Well, I was laughing after 15 minutes. Yeah. Now I was laughing because, when, you know, when the pain stopped. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys just having like a, is it just a big fun tour and you had fun in Melbourne, it was cool, you had a good time here? Great, but the jet lag kicked in at like seven. <laughs> so I was like, I, was, I tried to drink a coffee at Starbucks, but I was like... A, like Falling asleep in the coffee. <laughs> well, we don't want to keep you for too long. You've got, you're very busy, very famous, busy, popular men who have lots of interviews and cool stuff and party groupies and rock stars and yeah. stuff, but I may use this last bit of it. Spruik yourselves, you know, tell the world what's coming up, what's going on, is there new music, new tours? Tell us what, you know, tell us what next, free advertising space, you know. Well, we have a couple of uh, gigs this summer. Not so many, but uh, a couple of them. Uh, we're opening up for Iron Maiden. Again. Uh, again. <laughs> it's going to be uh, real fun. Yeah, no, not so cool. Yeah. yeah. No, we, we do it like this. i story about that if there's time for it. Yeah, yeah. So we were supporting Maiden, but we ended up at Hellfest to do the deadliner spot. We played like 1.30, mm-hmm. so we played after Iron Maiden. Okay. <laughs> Not as the headliner, so the deadliner. Yeah. Just closing <laughs> up closing everything. Yeah. So we're sitting in the in the or like on the side of the stage watching Maiden, and their their stage manager comes up to us, uh, Rick, which is a good friend of ours. Not at that time, we didn't know him that well. So he's mm-hmm. like, I need to have a word with you guys. And we're like, oh fuck, we're fucked. Somebody in our crew did something, or you know. He's like, come with me, and it's like there was a couch, like sit down. So we were sitting there like, yes, sir. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, the boys were talking in the dressing room. And they just wanted to say thanks for this cool opportunity to open up for you guys. Because they think it's going to give them a good push in their career. <laughs> but we were so scared that nobody even got the joke. It was like, sorry? Or, ha Hey, I'm fucking with you. Get thank out of thank here. you, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Oh, God, yeah. Well, you clearly helped them out. You know, they're very popular these days, Iron Maiden, you know. Yeah, it was cool to bring them... To do so they can support it a little bit bring them up to that sabaton level <laughs> hey guys thanks so much for talking to us it's been an absolute pleasure we are massive fans here 
a wall of sound of your music. I didn't even know. I think uh, Mick over there might have like a tattoo or a dozen shirts or something. He's going to get you to sign his camera. He's trying not to cry like a schoolgirl right now. So, yeah. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thanks for talking to us. Cheers. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Thank you. Yeah.
You're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall.
The song that rounded out Limp Bizkit's set at Download Festival Australia. Take a look around on Wall of Sound up against the wall. And the uh, music festival was so well received this year that they are bringing it back in 2019 and also expanding it to Sydney as well. This is what we've wanted. This is something that has been a part of our lives for, you know, the past decade or so. And now we have an opportunity to support a large-scale heavy music festival here in Australia. So do your best. When the lineup comes out, talk about it. Tell your mates about it. Buy your tickets and attend these shows so we can build this up and turn it into a touring festival again in future years as well. The expansion to Sydney is already a great start and we're looking forward to see what they come up with next year. But that's it for this special edition of the podcast. Don't forget to share it around. Tell your mates about it. Give us a rating as well too. And don't forget to check out all the coverage from Download Festival and the sideshows online right now at wallofsoundau.com. I'll leave you with these guys, the best band who performed on the day at Download Festival 2018. This is Gojira with Only Pain on Wall of Sound up against the wall. My name is Brownie and I'll catch you real soon. Just enough